pattern recognition is an underappreciated activity. And it's something that we can all do. And we used it to uncover everything about the COVID hoax. Now, the, the, there is a virus. It was probably made in a lab. But the hoax response, instantly, people departing from well-known patterns. Why are you telling people to go home and get sicker? Why is that a good idea? Why are you pretending the virus is equal risk to everybody when clearly that can't be the case because human beings are complex? Why are you pretending that masks work when in fact the virus particles are far too small to be held up by even an N95? Why are you punishing doctors for treating people as individuals? Why are you making certain drugs controversial when they're not? It's pattern recognition. We all do it. You do it driving to work. Ah, oh, no, the 32B's backed up. I got a bailout here. We do it all the time. Uh-oh, I heard the way my wife closed the door when she came home. You know it, I know it. So what does pattern recognition tell us about what the party has planned next? The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. This is a podcast that does everything it can to put God at the center of things. It's politics through a conservative lens. On the outside, God at the center. Sometimes I do a better job at that than not when it's right it's because of God, when it's wrong it's because my sin nature takes over. American Financing is a great partner of ours at AmericanFinancing.net. If you've not been able to find a home to purchase or it's just simply not the right time for you, I urge you to look into a cash out refinance or just a traditional refinance with these guys. They're saving listeners of this podcast up to $1,000 every single month. It's phenomenal. You go to AmericanFinancing.net. So I said in the little tease that we can use pattern recognition to help us understand what is going on in our society and what the party has planned next. The hoax response to the COVID flu was one of the greatest, largest social experiments ever conducted. And everybody participated. Everybody was part of the experiment. And you still are to some degree. We still are. We participated by not participating. And it may seem that everybody fell over and everybody but us. But the people who pushed this are stunned of how many of us resisted. They haven't stopped anything. We talked this week um, with a woman who works against the Chinese Communist Party in getting women out of China who are facing forced abortions. Reggie Littlejohn has said that they're not stopping anything in, in, in the way of, of so-called vaccine passports. And she understands the patterns of the Chinese Communist Party. And she has read the World Economic, pardon me, well, it's a Freudian slip because they're the same organization, roughly. The World Health Organization, which of course is Kiss and Cousins, 
with the World Economic Forum fully intends to have license to come into our country whenever they want to do whatever they want. They hate national sovereignty and China hates that there are separate countries. They want everything to be under the Chinese Communist Party and they make that super clear. That's not controversial. So these are sort of easy patterns to pick up. The great big, huge global experiment on locking people in their houses, of telling them not to believe their eyes and ears, of telling them they can have normal back as soon as they do things that are absolutely abnormal. Things will be natural when you act in an unnatural way. We don't wear masks, but you do. These were all just very, very clever ways to test society. And it was a stress test. How long until suicides go up? How long until there's violence? The United States was waited the longest time until there was any form of violence around COVID. And they were very small, small acts. There were other countries that had massive riots and violence and burning downs of buildings. And, and this happened in Europe, but it was never reported here. Because had it been reported here, it would screw up the experiment. Because Americans could look across the pond and go, wow, even the Europeans are doing this. So some of us knew these things, but we happen to be a group of people unlikely to go down and burn things down. So we still live in the experiment. The news that's coming out about the COVID is insane. Tomorrow on the program, we'll talk about this, this degenerative and deadly brain disease that the mRNA injections tend to give people in the third shot. We'll talk about the deaths in Australia. We'll talk about and remind ourselves of what Bill Gates says and still says about Australia, even though now deaths there have skyrocketed and will continue because they continue to insist on more boosters. The COVID experiment is going to be applied to a lot of other areas. It is being applied. And some of the techniques used there are going to be broadened because they were very, very successful. So let's start with the reminder of the single biggest signal in terms of pattern recognition and the COVID flu, which was taking medicines that are non-controversial, medicines that are helpful, th things like intravenous vitamin D and vitamin C, high dose intravenous vitamin C and vitamin D, absolutely uncontroversial. Uh, or taking ivermectin and pretending it's for horses. These things were pure, unadulterated propaganda. Peter McCullough, speaking with the Epic Times, American Thought Leaders, reminds us of that right here. The suppression of early treatment is total in favor of the vaccines, I think, because there is a psychological program in the minds of people that they are going to be saved by this vaccine. The propaganda has worked that they're going to be saved by the vaccines, but they recognize the vaccines are fallible that they really don't work unless every single person takes them. And then they just work to kill a bunch of people because they don't stop the injection. They don't stop the virus. So case in point number one, the kill shoot. The kill shoot is this. There are no other options. Nothing else is safe. Nothing else gets us where we need to go. Then this is just the way it is. Everything else is dangerous. Everything but us is a threat to democracy. Everything but what the experts say will get you and your kids killed. 
Anything but the party approved message will end your career as a physician or a pharmacist. It's a behavioral kill shoot. And it starts with fear. I mean, this is very animalistic. You know, I've never herded cattle. I have uncles, well, long since passed, who were cattle ranchers. I've seen cattle herded. And it's sometimes you scare the cattle to get them rolling, right? The, the horses come along, the cowboys come along, crack the whip, <laughs> scream at the cattle. I don't know, you just, you herd them. They don't want to be run over by the horses. They're afraid of the cowboys. So you trot them along and they just want to stay ahead of the, they don't want to get trampled. So they trot and along they trot into this, this area that they can't see that it's fenced in. I mean, they're looking straight ahead and furthermore, behind them are a bunch of other cows and the, the cowboys and maybe there's dogs and the dogs, man, dogs scared, cows are scared of dogs, sheep particularly. They don't want to mess with the dogs. So they keep rolling and they keep trotting. And then, then it becomes clear that, okay, so, well, there's some fences here. Now the cows can see it in their peripheral vision, but they're a long ways away. So if I need to turn to the left or right, well, there, it's a long ways away. And then gradually the, the fence narrows, the fence is narrow. And all of a sudden now it's not as much of a fence as it is now you are in fenced. And then it's a funnel. And now it's like, you know, four cows side by side and then eventually two. And then it's one cow and all the cows are in single file. And then the, 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 the lead cow goes behind a, um, it's not really a door, but it's, it's like a blanket or a curtain. And the, the next cow doesn't know what's going on, right? There's just the other cow stopped. So it stops. And then someone comes and gets the next cow, your turn. And then they walk in and a captive bolt gun is inserted into their head and they're dead. And a cat, I mean, that's a very humane way to do it, by the way. It's a very preferable way to do it. It's why, why scare the cows? Why, why terrify them? And why do that to them? And the captive bolt gun is, I mean, it's as, as humane a way to take a life as exists. Gun, and then you don't even have bullets flying around. It's captive. That's a behavioral kill shoot. Well, that's a kill shoot. The behavioral kill shoot is people are saying, "Okay, this is really scary." They're telling us to stay home and stay safe. Um, there is no, uh, there's no uh, human immunity to this. And look, all the experts agree. So let's just keep moving forward. And what they're telling us is, look, if we'll just stay home and stay safe just for two weeks, that's going to flatten the curve. And oh, they said it's a little bit longer. The curve's not quite as flat as we need. And that's really because the other cows are not paying attention. Oh, wait, I mean, pardon me. The other people aren't staying home. They're selfish. Their freedoms are selfish. Hey, you know, cowboy, that cow got away. Go get that cow. And people don't notice. Now the fences are closing in. And those of us in back, the cows in back, those of us saying, hey, you guys, uh, they're not going to let you out of there. You're going to have to use it. They're going to make you use an injection passport. No, they would never do that. I can't see that. And this goes to the conspiracy theory thing. People saying, I can't see. There, there's no, I don't see any vaccine passports here. And they're looking side to side and we're going, guys, it's up ahead. That's when the fence narrows. No, no, no. There's, I can't see it. So it's not there, but, but we can see it. Why? Because we recognize the patterns. When the cowboys start herding us in a direction towards those fences and it's not mealtime, uh, there's a problem. I don't know. Maybe smart ranchers always herd their cows at mealtime. That's the, so if you think about all these things as behavioral kill shoots, what's next? 
Well, look at the price of energy. In an unexpected event, the price of energy is going through the roof. It's so unexpected. No one could ever, ever expect that the price of energy would go so high. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. Who could ever anticipate that lowering the supply of core energy would cause the prices to go up? Who would ever anticipate that a war with the United States and Russia in a proxy war would a, a major oil exporter would cause prices to go up? Who would ever anticipate that stopping American oil production where we become an, a net exporter would cause prices to go up? Who would ever expect that not investing in core energies like petroleum and instead investing in scams like solar, um, who would ever expect that these things would go up? Well, let me ask you this question. Who would ever expect that giving the Chinese Communist Party hundreds of millions of dollars to invent Franken-viruses would result in a Franken-virus? Who would ever think that? Who would ever think that sending people home until they can't breathe would result in more people dying? Who would ever think that forcing remsevir into people's bloodstreams, which is known to cause kidney failure, would cause kidney failure? Who would have ever known that paying doctors to pretend someone died from the COVID when in fact they shot themselves in the head would, it, would cause more doctors to say there's more COVID deaths? Who could have ever foreseen these things? Everybody. So where are we headed? It's another behavioral kill shoot. The White House, the people who run Biden have caused him to insert into the Ukraine aid $500 billion for solar cars and solar panels, or electric, electric vehicles and solar panels in a bailout package for Ukraine, which has a, a guy who runs it who's worth 500 million bucks and where Hunter Biden was starting biolabs. So the behavioral kill shoot is this. We're going to make oil so expensive that the people who can't afford a new electrical car, you're going to rent one or you're going to move into the cities. They get what they want either way. They do not want people who are not multi-billionaires living in rural areas. We're less manageable. We are far more difficult to manage in the high mountains of free America. Ask any sheriff. <laughs> Ask any sheriff. I've told you the story about the guy who lives up in old Idaho, up in the mountains above us. He had a mental breakdown. Remember that story? And he decided to fire off his cannon and a bunch of noobs who moved up here from Oregon and have never been around people like that. Thought it was strange that someone had a, a cannon when a bunch of people in North Idaho have cannons. It's not that rare. They called the cops. <laughs> someone called the fed. The feds came out. They were, had helicopters flying all around to try to catch this guy. He didn't hurt anybody. He didn't kill anybody. He shot down some trees. And he got away. He got away. It's hard to corral us up here. It's hard. We all knew what was going on. 
I, I mean, we didn't know what the guy had done. It turned out he'd really done nothing. He, he had a, he freaked out because his dad died and it was his dad. His dad was his only friend. So they get what they want either way. The, the oil prices go up. Gas is unaffordable. You can't afford an electric car where well, they're going to move you to the cities. Or you're going to have to move there. Oh, you can't afford an electric car. Great. They come with an off switch. All electric cars, the new ones, come with a government off switch and GPS tracking. You, you, there's nowhere you get to go that the government doesn't know it. And the gas stations are gone and now it's electrical outlets, which are utilities. And those utilities are controlled by the government. Oh, I'm sorry. We've turned off the electricity. Sorry. You can't go anywhere. We said lockdown. You didn't believe us? Well, guess what? You have to lock down. And by the way, if you drive your electric car, when we tell you not to and the battery dies, guess what? The car's dead. The battery dies, the car's dead. Try restarting it. What are you going to do? You going to bring some electricity in a bucket? It's a behavioral kill shoot. So to add to this, the nature of this, they wanted more COVID deaths, so they paid money for COVID deaths. They wanted more fear, so they bought more fear. Here is the figurehead who's using the Defense Production Act to, uh, to, to force companies to produce solar panels. The Defense Production Act was activated in COVID, wasn't it? For, for things like hand cleanser. <laughs> now there's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of containers of hand cleanser that, that, that governments, city and county governments are trying to give away. And they can't, they can't get it given away. It's the pattern. Here is the White House spokesperson, the press secretary who has her job because she's same-sex attracted and, and, and black. And a reporter asks her question about this Defense Production Act. Hey, how, or in the money's going to, uh, more, more, it's much more the money's going into the Ukraine deal, the $500 billion hidden in the Ukraine deal to force solar panels. Thank you, Karine. Um, on the solar panels, how is this not a gift to Chinese uh, solar manufacturers, who many of whom operate with forced labor and are subsidized by the Chinese Communist Party? Um, so, you know, today's announcement is about one country and one country alone, and it's about the United States. It's about the re reliability of our power, of our power grid. It's about reducing costs uh, for American families, and it's about enabling uh, domestic solar manufacturers to move forward uh, with their projects. The actions that we are, we are currently doing is being applauded uh, by members of Congress. Wow, members of Congress, stand back, my beating heart. This is all a reason to gain control over your finances, man. There's things that we can, uh, there's things that we can control, things we can't. One of the things we can certainly control is not panicking. Let's certainly make sure that we don't panic, right? Because uh, there's things we can control. My advice for everybody, uh, particularly around your home, in terms of, of life these days is that, look, it's, it's changing so quickly and just things just, they, they tend to pile up 
is, and we'll talk about this here in a second, you won't believe the inflation. You won't believe what the New York Times thinks is the good news about inflation. It just goes right back to the pattern we're talking about in the program here. So everything costs more and interest rates, they're expected to rise multiple times later this year. We'll talk with Zach Abraham about this tomorrow. My friends in American financing are seeing it in the housing market. So what this means is that debt is going to get more expensive. So you would do well to get ahead of all of this. So if you own a home, one of the things you should do is consider a mortgage refinance. So here's the deal about American financing. They will take the existing mortgage you have and they'll study it and they'll put a team on it. And then they'll talk to you about who you are. Okay. They'll they'll talk about your jobs and they'll look at your full income package and your debt package. And if you have an interesting way you earn money, for instance, your seasonal work, like I gave the example the other day, as a fisherman in Alaska, you have seasons where you have a bunch of money coming in and seasons where you don't. They'll understand that because they're a family-owned national mortgage bank. They will give you a free mortgage analysis. A couple things. They are not paid commissions. So those people get paid whether you do a mortgage deal or not. And this, I know personally, personally, People who have called American Financing or gone to the website, got the free mortgage review and American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net said, hey, you know what? You're good to go. You, you don't need to change. You've got a better deal than we can give you. That's, that's the sort of business we're so proud to, to, to partner with. And if they can help you, they'll tell you, guys, it can be up to a thousand bucks a month back in your pocket. And that's locked. Lock it in. Do it now because it's a thing you can control. By the way, you could think, well, there's not time. I'm leaving my job. I'm retiring. Hey, guys, they can close these things in as little as 10 days. You can certainly go apply at AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Or you can call them, 866-887-2275. That's 866-887-2275. NMLS 182334, NMLSconsumeraccess.org. So control the things you can control and let go of the things you can't, you can't control. And remember that the Lord is in charge. Remember that forever. That the finances, remember this, there's no finances in heaven. It says it's hard for a rich man to get into heaven, but not impossible. And not all poor people get in. Poor is not a virtue. Charity is a virtue. Philanthropy is a virtue. Those things are all virtues, but it doesn't get you into heaven. All right, there's much more to that. We'll talk about that in a bit. So the patterns, let's go to this. The New York Times, tell me if this doesn't sound like a familiar pattern. Do you remember when it was good news that the lockdown was good news. Do you remember when they pitched that story to us? Do you remember when the World Economic Forum put out a video of how beautiful the cities were with no people in them and then they disappeared that video? Do you remember how they were telling us, hey, let's do lockdowns for the climate and it didn't work and it didn't take and people didn't buy it? Try a balloon in the biggest psychological warfare ever done against the global population in the biggest science experiment, psychiatric science experiment, or psychological science experiment ever undertaken, it didn't work. They didn't get to sell their global warming, but dang it, they tried it. They told us it was all good news. 
that told us how actually, you know what, kids not going to school and learning via Zoom and Microsoft's, you know, stupid Teams platform. Why, this is a better education. The New York Times has celebrated the fact that the meat prices have gone up and dairy has gone up because it might result in people eating less meat, which might result in men having more soy, which might result in men having moobs, man boobs. If you eat a lot of soy as a man, you get man boobs. It might result in men having a high level of estrogen, which makes them weak men and irritable to boot. It might result in weight gain because lean proteins are super, super important. And I'll remind everybody, because I know I've got a vegan listener in Texas and I love you. I love you so much. My daughter's a vegan. I love her so, so, so very much. Eat what you want to eat. But the New York Times is doing the same thing. They're taking the same crisis and saying, oh, look, this is great. Now you can eat like we do. Well, not us, but, you know, our employees. There's this. The experts were all wrong. Do you remember how wrong the experts have been? Dang it, with the COVID, they just were stupid experts. Well, we didn't know in the beginning um, that we were talking about um, SARS-CoV-2 with an S. We thought they were saying SARS-CoV-2 with an F, which is a completely different virus. And so all of our our responses were built around SARS with an uh, F-CoV-2. And then it was the funniest thing. And then I was reading a paper and and, and I, I, I realized that some of my calls Colleagues have trouble saying S and it comes out F. And then I then I wrote them a note and said, is this with an S or an F? And they said, no, no, S. And and now we know it's SARS-CoV-2. That, that's why we locked down. You remember how wrong they were about everything? Always wrong in the wrong direct in one direction. Always. There was never a time where they were wrong and made the virus seem less deadly. Never. Always more deadly. There was never a time where they were wrong and said, oh, you know what? Masks don't work because that would have been right. Example again, this is the expert opinion. You got the behavioral kill shoot. Now you have the experts all wrong, all in the same direction. Washington Post analysis by Dino Grandani, November 12, 2020. This from Powerline blog. The Energy 202. Conservatives predict gas prices will spike under Biden. Experts say those fears are overblown. (laughs) And now from the Washington Post columnist, Eugene Robinson. High gas prices hurt. But they're an opportunity to make good decisions. Lockdowns hurt, but dang it, the cities are beautiful without people in them. Vaccine passports are inconvenient, but dang it, it's a way to track the megaheads. You see the patterns? The behavioral kill shoot is pointing people down into, well, we're sorry you can't afford a solar car. That sucks for you. You'll need to move to the city. Because there you can be shipped around like a package on public transit. Sorry about that. 
No, you weren't using your freedom, were you? You didn't like your house, did you? That's where this is headed. But that's just housing and cars. That's consolation prize material for these people. There's other things. Who was funding so much of the propaganda about locking down? By golly gee willikers, it was the Chinese Communist Party. They pushed it. They exalted it. Oh, we've stopped the COVID. Who is funding USA Today? The Chinese Communist Party is paying a whole bunch of money to US, uh, USA Today to talk about what a friend China is of the United States and how well respected it is in the world and who has funded to a large degree, the, the, the transing of kids, the World Health Organization with funding from China and the Gates Foundation. This is one of the reasons we call it the party. But it's where we get to the realm of ideas that it really comes home, that it's really worth analyzing. For instance, what does the, 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 the very, very important January 6th committee that's going on tonight, by the way, if you didn't hear it, hour one, we did a lot about this. I played the clips from The View celebrating the fact that an ABC News producer has been hired by the Democrats in Congress, Liz Cheney, a Democrat, and, and, uh, and uh, Adam Kinzinger. Oh, I'm sorry, Republicans, rock ribbed. They've hired an ABC News producer to make this a drama tonight. So question, what does... January 6th have to do with the new, with, with the, with the electoral college. What does it have to do with it? Pattern recognition. What did COVID have to do with domestic terrorism? Now we were told domestic terrorists are going to get angry because they, uh, if they lift the COVID protocols, an army of white supremacists will attack Washington, D.C. and seize it. Wow, this email just came in as I was doing the program. This, this, well, do it. See, I'm such an old radio guy. Um, this landed as I was recording the podcast, just popped in here. It's from Karen. Hi, Todd. For the, for the last three weeks, I've been on the soda weight loss program. It's the first weight loss program I've ever tried because I was anorexic in the 80s and didn't think I could diet after that. I can't believe how following the program just the way they say to do it and trusting that they know what they're talking about has really paid off. They told me to expect two or three pounds a week, but I've lost five pounds each week. Of course, with an anorexic background, I tend to be a real stickler and following the instructions exactly. Still, I haven't even wanted to end the diet. I feel great. I'm very encouraged. I'm not hungry. I have plenty of energy. They really are state of the art. They know just what to do to make it possible and even easy. I would never even have tried a weight loss program, but I trust Todd. And then I told them I have vertigo and can't do much exercise. They said, no problem. For what seems like the same amount of money that I would have spent on groceries anyway. I'm eating better and I'm beginning to look like my old self. Thank you so much, Todd, for sharing your wife's story. Wow, Karen, thank you. Um, hey, and on a, a little mini personal note, man, that is a tough go. Anorexia as a young person, it can really, really whack out your uh, satiation systems and, and your hunger alert systems, even your thirst systems. I'm so proud of you for doing this responsibly. I'm so proud of you for choosing a partner, a soda weight loss. Same partner that my wife had chosen. 
and instantly they come from a healthcare background. And Karen sort of implied in your note here as well is that they listen to you, the individual. It's not about exercise at soda weight loss. It's not. It's about what you eat when. And that, that, that predictability. If someone can predict how much uh, fat you lose per week, it's because they understand their program so, so very where I will. Karen, you are lovely no matter what you weigh. God loves you no matter what you weigh. God looks at the insides of us. He makes it very, very clear. He doesn't care about the way we look externally. You are loved. You are important. We love you here. God loves you. And thank you for doing this in a responsible way, folks. Join Karen at Soda, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com, sodaweightloss.com. So we'll get to the, um, the, the ideas. And this is where the behavior kill shoot is so very, very obvious because it's the same exact script as COVID, same exact. But let's, let's do this. Um, this is Jamie Raskin. So Jamie Raskin is a member of Congress who has devised, if you were going to destroy America, there's lots of ways to do it. But if you were going to do it beyond election fraud, if you were going to do it, you would do it by destroying the Electoral College. If you wanted to control people outright, you would control health care. If you wanted to topple the health care system, you would make it so people don't trust their local doctors. This is Jamie Raskin, member of Congress, who sees a connection between the January 6th event, which was FBI, not, not necessarily instigated, but definitely propelled, definitely allowed. Capitol Hill police invited people in. I'm never going to stop saying that because it's never going to stop being true. He sees a connection between that event and the Electoral College. It's no mystery or secret to anybody. I mean, my very first bill I introduced as a state senator in Maryland was for the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact. Um, so again, I speak only for myself here um, and, uh, you know, totally apart from all of this, I've taken a position that the Electoral College is an undemocratic relic of the early Constitution, just like uh, the state legislature's selection of U.S. senators, which is something we got rid of in uh, 1913 with the 17th Amendment. He's speaking in an interview about January 6th and some things that could prevent something like January 6th, and he goes to the Electoral College. Um, so his calculus is this, going to people who live in rural Idaho and rural Montana and saying, you have no voice. California, no, it's not even that. Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, St. Louis, Dallas will make decisions for you. They'll, they'll be running the country for now. New, uh, New Jersey, New York, yeah, the big cities. Los Angeles, as I said it. The, in Seattle, San Francisco. The cities will make the decisions as to how you raise your cattle. They'll make the decisions to how you use your stormwater. You know, they don't think you need metal roofs. They, they think they're, they're ugly. So, but we live, in, we, live in a, we live in a forest. These forests can burn down. Yeah, but metal? No. No, it takes too much fossil fuel to make metal. No, you need a soy roof. We're gonna, you have to have a soy roof. That's not going to cause more January 6s? 
So locking people in their houses, stealing their jobs and their businesses, making their kids suicidal, not letting them go to their triple or their AA meetings, not letting them have sports, go to the gym, go to church. Those that's and and then and then letting the country be run run over by domestic terrorists burning down cities. That's not going to lead to a January sixth. Changing the rules at the last second. That's not going to lead to a January sixth. Taking the electoral college, which is the only thing that makes this a united country. It's united by force. It's a forced marriage. Otherwise, we would be these separate countries. There would be nothing united about us. There's not right now. The the only thing that unites us right now is the forced marriage of the electoral college. That's it. Because, man, I'll tell you this. You do away with the electoral college. And you have bureau, you you have what you have then is bureaucrats, career bureaucrats, one hundred percent party driven, one hundred percent the leftist portion of the party. You want to see war, and I'm not sponsoring it. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. Send in a bunch of feds to North Idaho and say, "Give us your guns." Well, yeah, right after we kill you, sure. After we shoot you in the head, then we'll give you our guns. That's a terrible thing. But the pattern's right here. Isn't it funny that the God of the universe is so pro-choice? I said just this the other day when I was recording a national radio program with a, with a very, very brilliant man. And he said, unpack that a little bit. I don't think you mean pro-abortion. I said, no, I don't. I mean that the God of the universe is pro-choice. Do you see the God of the universe marching into cities? Do you see the God of the universe kicking down doors? Do you see the God of the universe going to people who are openly sinning and celebrating their sin and, and for instance, being proud of their sin? Do you see the God of the universe burning them down? Not right now. Oh, that, that will happen. But not until they're given time and time and time again an opportunity to change, to, to be saved, to understand the good news, to understand the gospel. Not until then. Until then, they've got all the choices. They can do whatever they want. There is then the accountability. The party is on the uh, just other side of the spectrum. Take and take and take and take. And behavioral kill shoot after behavioral kill shoot and forcing people down this path where you take the knee or you get crushed or your option is to get into a corner and fight. Steve Bannon is fighting. Steve Bannon has subpoenaed Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats in his lawsuits and requests for details about the Capitol attack, so-called attack on the Capitol. So he wants to see the decision-making process that led to the contempt ruling. He, or, no, he, wants, to, he wants to see the decision-making process in the House. He wants to understand, for instance, who gave the stand-down order? Why? He wants to see all those things. At least Steve Bannon is fighting back. But it is in the realm of ideas. It is in the realm of ideas that it really becomes very, very clear what they want. Dan Pfeiffer is one of the spookiest, creepiest Democrat consultants I could ever think of. And Pfeiffer is neck deep in this portion of the behavioral kill shoot. I think I did this last show. Didn't I talk about Greenhaven Interactive? I got a note. Yeah, it was last show. I, this is the day for notes to come in. This is from Brian. Hey, Todd, 
we run a series of small businesses in Western Washington, beds and breakfasts and vacation facilities. Noticed on Google that we never, we never show up on the first page. Recently, we made the decision to share our faith in our businesses, putting Bibles not just in the desks next to our bed, but putting them outright where people can see them on the coffee tables, etc., around our homes, as well as we put in Bible verses on the walls. We've had some complaints. Some people asked that we come and take down the paintings to which we refused. We did say we'd take the Bibles out of there if they really didn't want them and they were made uncomfortable, but we wouldn't be taking down paintings in homes that we own. Do you think that Google could know this and be destroying our search results? Well, they could. I doubt it. But Brian, just do this. Just do what we ask people to do. My, my friend and my brother, the Christian conservative uh, Dave Parkers, we call him Dave the Digital, works on this podcast every single day. Dave runs a company called Greenhaven Interactive. So Brian, he will look into this for you. He'll put a team on this. They'll figure out what's going on and they can help correct it using search engine optimization. Don't pay Google, pay Dave at greenhaveninteractive.com. If you're like Brian, you own businesses, simply do this. Search the name of your business on Google. If it doesn't show up in the top three to five search returns, you have an official problem. It's greenhaveninteractive.com, greenhaveninteractive.com. This is Dan Pfeiffer. It starts with um, Morning Joe on MSNBC, and they are absolutely terrified for America. Because there's some things that are bad for our democracy, they call it. Time and again, these social media companies are behaving in a way uh, that we would never allow any other company to behave. And by that, I mean, you know, uh, 50% of Americans get their news from Facebook. Would we allow CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite in the 60s when he was so dominant in the 70s to deliberately spread lies, uh, channeled them through Russia or deliberately spread health care lies. I don't I think the government would pull their FEC license. So let's just pause that for a second. At the height of his power, Walter Cronkite had a 64 share. 64 percent of households with TVs were watching Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite picked and chose the news that he that he read. He was as editorial as anybody. He wasn't as obviously biased. He wasn't as obviously vicious. But he had complete editorial control. Look at those reporting around the Vietnam War, what he said and what he didn't say. Some people thought it was patriotic what he did. Other people thought it went against journalistic standards. But absolutely he had that power and more. Because there were no choices unless you didn't want to watch TV. Why can't we pass basic regulations to make these companies be more transparent about the algorithms? You don't know what algorithms are. You, you, don't, you don't know what that means. You know it has some vague thing to do with math. It, and, okay, so let's say Facebook published their algorithm. Are you going to read it? Am I going to read it? There are members of this audience who can read it, but then it will be their interpretation versus their interpretation. And experts say Facebook's algorithm tends to promote content that produces lies about public health and unsafe elections. That's what you're going to get. That They don't want the algorithm. It spread the lies on everything from COVID to January the 6th. 
We absolutely should be able to. Okay, so this is Dan Pfeiffer. He's the very, very creepy Democrat consultant. We actually have to pass them. I think these social media companies are in many ways the tobacco companies of this era. Okay, so they're the tobacco companies of this era. He backed forcing you to get shot up with mRNA that destroys immune systems, leads to cancers, doesn't stop the transmission or uh, of the virus nor the infection with it, doesn't, doesn't provide any health benefit to most people. It is completely upside down, more likely to harm and kill kids than help them. Now there's this study we'll talk about tomorrow that it's leading to a, a degenerative and deadly brain disease. But yes, 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 yes. Looking at Facebook is the tobacco of our times. They're exploiting loopholes in the law to deeply damage America. It's just your cancer metaphor. And with little to no regulation. And so we absolutely have to do it. The reason that it is hard is it is right now not in the interest of a lot of Republicans do it. If you go to Facebook on a daily basis, the most the posts with the most engagement are from Dan Shapiro or Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, Candace Owens. Okay, so those are sponsored posts. For the most part, Ben and, and the Daily Wire have, under, have figured out how to spend money on Facebook and make money. It's arbitrage. It's smart business. I can't stomach giving Facebook money. I can't. Plus, they won't let us advertise. Facebook will not let this program advertise. I'll say it again. Facebook won't let us. The, the, we are a political party. We're, we're, that's, no, when we went to go try to advertise the podcast... And, and they said, no, nah, you're a political party. I just, that's it. That's it. Don't even try it. Don't even spend, don't spend five minutes even looking at Facebook. They hate us. But Pfeiffer continues. It is right-wing content. It dwarfs progressive content. It dwarfs mainstream. Get there. Hear what he says? It, it dwarfs progressive content. What? These are the same people who wanted to bring back the fairness doctrine to destroy talk radio. Media content, which is actually should be the part that scares us the most, that Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire has more followers and engagement, many times more than the New York Times or CNN. That is a problem for democracy. So are you saying that like the Republican agenda is backed up by the freaks on Facebook and so they don't want to do anything about it? Absolutely. It, it is just making sure. Yes. Um, to be very clear is that Facebook is the most powerful messaging platform for the extreme MAGA message that benefits the Republicans. They have very little. They like to cry about Facebook and big tech, and then they just laugh their way to the bank when Facebook pushes their message, including the big lie, all across into people's rooms all across this country. Facebook freaks. What is their actual concern? It goes right back to where we began with Peter McCullough. The suppression of early treatment is total in favor of the vaccines, I think, because there is a psychological program in the minds of people. Replace the word early treatment with analysis. Replace the words early treatment with other opinions. Replace the word early treatment with free information. That's the problem. Replace the words early treatment with choices of cars. Replace the word early treatment with choices of where to live. Replace the word early treatment with choices of the foods you eat. And you see the direction it's all headed. Here's the problem when human beings attempt to create heaven on earth. The utopia. 
people who believe they can create a utopia on earth can't believe in God because we're told we can't do this. You're fallen. You have a sin problem. You, that's, ne- that's never going to happen. Only in heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. It's antithetical to God to think you can create utopia. And when you remove God from the equation, who defines utopia? The people with the power. Their utopia has a funny way of always putting them in charge. Their utopia always has a funny way of they get whatever they want. They get to fill whatever appetites they have. Hunter Biden, for example, holding a pistol as he's serviced by a prostitute. He has the he has the he has the, the hunger, so he and the money, so he can do that. And he'll never face any any comeuppance until until he dies. And if he doesn't repent, he will. So utopia from human beings always ends up in hell. For those who aren't running the utopia. Because the utopia of Klaus Schwab puts us under his boot. Funny how that always happens. There's a turning, though. There is a turning. But I also have a caution. Amazon. (laughs) Amazon is not woke enough for the wokestest. So Amazon is being pressured from within by their employees for not being woke enough for the LGB so-called T and Q people. After bending over backwards to appease the uh, LGB so-called T activists, Amazon is beset by complaints. It's not doing what they want. This is from the Federalist. Chad Felix Green happens to be a same-sex attracted man and um, a conservative, as I understand it, or conservative-ish. On the first day of June, Amazon headquarters in Seattle hosted its annual LGB so-called T, a Q Pride celebration, only to be interrupted by so-called transgender employees protesting the company's so-called transphobic policies. If that takes a moment to process, you're not alone. Amazon was one of the first major companies to include so-called transgender medical services in its health plan. Currently, the company covers full so-called transition services and a wide range of elective and cosmetic surgery coverage for so-called transgender employees including rhinoplasty, that's the making of a fake penis, uh, liposuction, multiple facial reconstruction and adjustment procedures, and even a facelift. All of this, of course, is so that you can be your true self. The information site for Amazon Aetna coverage is a designated section for so-called transgender benefits. Under the provider options, you can even specifically look for LGB so-called T providers. Among other benefits, Amazon has an employee resource group called Glamazon, founded in 1999, specifically for LGB so-called T employees. They built a so-called transgender toolkit designed to have managers help so-called transgender employees go through the so-called transition and express themselves fully at work. But that's not enough. They want the books banned. The LGB so-called T want books banned and donations to organizations they don't like banned. They say that the intolerance will harm their cause. This is Amazon.com. 
There's a turning. The people who run Amazon are going, what? Look, what else can we do? What else can you do? Lay down on the ground and lick the floor while they stand on your neck. And then let them put the other boot on your head and then let them jump up and down until they want to stop. That's their utopia. And who are you to say no? Because on what basis? There's no morality. There's no truth. There is, in your words, no God. Who would decide? Who could possibly be the barometer for it's not okay for them to want you on the floor licking the floor with your tongue while they stand on the back of your head with high-heeled boots on? There's a pushback coming. There is an event called Stop Being a Creepy Neighbor. It's an ad campaign designed to stop uh, State Farm from distributing so-called LGB, so-called T kids books. There's no such thing as transgender. No one was ever born in the wrong body. It's an absolute filthy lie. It's just so destructive to people. And it's a really good ad campaign. Don't be a creepy neighbor. I do have one caution. It's a note from a listener, and I've gotten a bunch of these, and it's about North Idaho. It's a caution, and it's going to turn into a personal note. And this is a request. We're going to be running some ads on Gab, the social network, and we're going to get criticized and people are going to say, okay, so you're now working with anti-Semites. No, we're not. We're running ads on a free speech platform. I have no idea anything about the CEO other than he is a Christian and expresses himself as that. Those ads are somewhat expensive. Our podcast, because of you and because God has put us together, has become very successful very quickly. The danger for podcasts like ours are that we don't grow because it is awesome to have a loyal audience and you guys are so loyal and the Lord is so good for putting us together. I'm asking you to help us grow. And we know this because we studied the data. We know this to be true. The simplest, easiest way to grow this podcast also turns out to be a favor for people. I was so honored for seven years to fill in for the Maha Rush, God rest him. And we, we were so fortunate to be well-viewed by most of Rush's audience, well-liked. 99% of them, 95% don't know I have this podcast. Well, if you have friends who also listens to the Maha, you will be doing them a favor in all likelihood by telling them about this podcast. It's so easy. Look for the share button on your podcast app. Use it to introduce it to a couple friends a week or just all your friends. We so appreciate that. Note from Jan, a Todd powerful show today. And I'll actually every day. The interview needs to be heard and I will try to spread the info as best I can. And Jana is talking about the, uh, the interview we did with Reggie Littlejohn about the World Health Organization and how they intend to seize American sovereignty. Jana continues in her note. I'm concerned about the weekend events in downtown Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, that include a gay pride deal from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the park. Antifa is being bussed in and the Satanic Temple will be there uh, doing so-called baptisms and proclaiming Satan's love for everyone. I'm worried that the gun-toting patriots that were there last time will be out increased in number and I'm worried about the threat of violence. I think that's, that is what they want this conservative area to do. They want conservative violence. We're praying against it. I hope you can say something about it and promote peace during this terrible event on Saturday. Thank you. Jana, I appreciate your note. And on that topic, yes, this event is coming to Idaho. It's going everywhere. Guys, I can't make this clear enough. 
Politics is not going to stop the march of the sexual left. No human activity will stop the march of the sexual left. None of it. That's not going to work. We need to get in our spheres of influence, the church, home, and work. We need to make sure that we're solid in what it means to be a Christian. Because it's not just, well, I believe and I love Jesus and therefore I'm saved. No, because that's not what the Lord Jesus said. He said to go about discipling others and baptizing them in his name and to follow his directions, to know his word, to teach his word, and most fundamentally to live his word. That is our only defense against this. The sexual left will roll across the country. Our only defense is in Christ and in the light. I have a friend of mine who's a very godly woman. She intends to go to this event. She intends to go to talk with the Christians who will go protest this. She intends to go ask them if screaming at people and calling them names is how Jesus would have done it. She is a smart woman. She can incidentally take care of herself physically just fine, better than most, better than just about anybody. She's not looking for trouble. She doesn't want to see the name of God besmirched. And she doesn't want to see people hurt in the name of God. And she's not there to affirm anybody's sin or desire to be proud of their sin or desire to spread it. There was an event that occurred when we were in our adolescent and family therapy time. And it could have crashed the therapeutic process. And it's an event that I think about from time to time. It was a therapist who saw fit to promote the same sex and so-called trans agenda to kids. And she tried to promote it to our daughter. I became aware of it. I confronted the care facility. I wanted her fired. How dare she? It's not therapeutic. Instead of firing her, the guy who ran the place said, would you consider a different path? Would you speak with her? We'll make sure that this never happens again. She'll be put on suspension. This will go into her note. She was at college, not yet a, not yet a therapist, studying to be. Would you consider talking with her? And so we talked. It was in a Zoom session. And I prayed so hard about this. And during the call, what I said to her was, I feel so hurt that you would distract from the therapeutic process and that you would introduce this. This isn't, 
This doesn't feel safe to me. I feel so hurt. And not the approach she expected. And I could see in her eyes, she expected something far different, but she softened. She was ready for a dressing down. She softened. And she said, I can see how this didn't work therapeutically. And I thought about it and I, I had no business doing that. You're right. And I told her, I believe you got into this to help kids. I believe it with my whole heart. My dad was a social worker. And I said, help me understand why you made this decision. And she said to me, first of all, I need to tell you, you remind me of my father. My father just hated who I am. And I should say, she said, you remind him of me physically, of, of him physically, but not the way you're speaking to me. If my dad had spoken to me this way, I don't know how I would have become. But listening to you now, I can't even remember why I thought it was a good idea. I can't. I just, I'm so dreadfully sorry. There's a lot of ways that this can go. In the end, when I finally saw her in person, the staff was really curious, like, what's going to happen? Well, we embraced. Hugged each other. She knows my faith. I told her, Kim, I'm going to pray for you. She knows my faith. She knows how I view Christ. I guess I could have called her what name? I wonder which one approach is going to change more people. If you're going to Coeur d'Alene to protest this in the name of God, would you consider just having a sign that says, ask us why we pray. Ask us about our sin. I'm halfway convinced that my, my friends should go to this event and take stones and say, will the person without sin cast the first one? Another listener wrote me a note and said, let's fight this. Let's get the city council to ban it. Amen. There's no place. The sexualization of children has no place in society. Brother, I'm with you. Let's go to the city council. Coeur d'Alene city council is not going to cancel this. They're gone. I'll go with you, but they're gone. But brother, I agree with you. But even there, and especially there, remember that we have an audience of one. The words of the Lord never return void. If the heart of the listener is open, the only way to open hearts is to act in the way the Lord Jesus defined love, patient and kind, not keeping a list of grievances, never boastful nor proud. It occurred to me, 
I need to check in with that young woman. Something tells me the Lord may have gone to work in her life. Nothing to do with me. Just occurred to me. Those are tough things to respond that way. But something you feel so strongly about because of your belief in God. Hey, we appreciate you so very much for listening to the podcast and sharing it with friends. This is The Todd Herman Show at thetoddhermanshow.com. Now, please go be well, be strong, be kind, and live in the light.